You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast, Episode 12. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the referral flea market and talk with our special guest, Greg Bennett. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Mind Your Own Business, a guide to driving success and balancing life, a chance to get real-life learnings from actual business owners, executives, and business leaders who's, you know, been there and done that. So today we're going to be discussing the referral flea market, you know, kind of how to, how to swap resources and services and kind of taking referral relationships to the next level. So I'm joined, as always, by Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Josh. Welcome, everybody. So, Mary Ellen, you know, we, we've talked a lot on this podcast over the past year about, you know, many types of businesses and two kind of specific key buzzwords that consistently come up uh, with networking and referrals. Uh, so we've had business owners, you know, talk all about the networking they do and, and working with referral sources that's kind of made them successful. So today I thought we'd actually take a deep dive into what that really means. So when I say the word strong networker, like what what comes to mind with you? It's that person that does the farming of relationships. So, you know, that I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who can help you type right. of philosophy. So that they kind of knows the guy. Yeah, knows the guy. <laughs> can be going deep with their relationships, and they have multiple relationships within their community. I know a couple people that are like that, that are like, you know, hey, hey, you need this done. I, I know this guy. Or, you need this done. I know this guy. And I know this guy. Or I know this guy. And it makes it very convenient, right. <laughs> you know, for that. And they're, they're referring business back and forth to each other. It's not one way, you know what I mean? There's, there's this mutual referral that goes back and forth. Exactly. I mean, networking with, you know, potential referral sources, you can help you instead of just being a friendly person and who knows a lot of people. So connecting with a purpose and kind of swapping uh, resources for services, that's a literal referral flea market. Exactly. This this reminds me of currently, you know, my situation. We're wrapping up the remodel, everyone, which is exciting. Thank goodness. Um, it was interesting, though, when we were looking, because the community that we're in, we're, we're not from there. I mean, we've lived there for a while. But when we were looking for resources, it started with our contractor. Um, he informed us of a really good plumber because we had some um, issues with the, ba- with the bathrooms that needed replumbing. So he referred us to a plumber. And then the plumber um, actually was telling me about a painter that could take some of this time away from my husband, who was a perfectionist and painting everything. Um, <laughs> Which is so, necessary. Yeah, right, right. He's a perfectionist with painting, but but it was also eating up a lot of his time. So then he referred me to an actual painter. So when I was talking to each of them, they all shared that they um, belonged to the same chamber. Oh, okay. They belong to the Piqua Chamber. So they belong to the same chamber, but they all give each other referrals. And it works really well because they're basically each other's advertising. Um, uh, and yeah, and they're idea. introducing other sources. So they basically have a resource directory when it's something that's outside of their skill set or you know, the area of business that they're running in so that they can still be a resource to their clients. So they're a resource by referring somebody else. I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, especially in that specific market. You know, someone who needs a painter, there's probably a good chance that if not during that specific project, that for a future project, you know, they're going to need an electrician or a plumber or a, a landscaper or something of that nature. So, you know, that they've really kind of 
honed in and keened in on you know what's what's possible within that so i mean it sounds really simple on papers we've learned but you know the art of networking and swapping with referral services can actually be the key to that business success i mean they've obviously found you know the the the, the magic secret there so that kind of brings us to our networking expert today we have greg bennett and greg has 30 years of history of training and coaching. He's worked with, you know, hundreds of sales organizations and thousands of consultants and salespeople. And he's authored five books and is also a professional speaker. And today we're going to kind of talk about this whole uh, networking flea market concept. So we're happy to have him on today and he can certainly shine some light on this subject. Thanks for joining us today, Greg. Why don't you start by expanding a little bit more on your, on your background and your experience? I would love to. I, have been a trainer and coach, sales trainer and uh, professional coach for about 30 years, my 30th year. And I've uh, worked with hundreds of organizations in a wide variety of industries and literally thousands of salespeople to help them be a lot more efficient with how they sell and particularly how they network. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. Mind Your Own Business is sponsored by The Growth Coach. The Growth Coach is a franchise organization that's comprised of business coaches from all over the globe that focuses on business and sales coaching for small to medium-sized businesses. These coaches help guide the success of business owners, managers, and sales teams primarily in a group coaching format. Thanks to The Growth Coach. So what would your definition of networking be then since you've had all this experience and you've had you know all this time to really develop uh, this craft and this type of training? What, what would you say is your definition of networking? Well, the way I look at it, it's kind of just breaking the word down. It's a net that works. It's literally casting a net, but the net has to work to accomplish something. Hmm. It needs to have some very specific goals because I think there's one way to look at networking is I know a bunch of people and a lot of people are on my LinkedIn profile or I've got a lot of contacts in my CRM system, but what is really working and define working. What do you need it to do? What do you want it to do as a business owner or a salesperson, let's say? Right. So what are some of the key skills needed for networking? Well, I think, first of all, uh, having that goal in mind to say, I need to figure out what I want this net to do. So uh, have a goal in mind, and, and then you need to figure out how can I add value to people in my network? I think one of the first things that I try to teach people is you have to have a heart And you have to have passion for helping people like a good salesperson should or a good business person. So as I construct my network, I'm always thinking, how can I add value to anybody in my network? Not just collect their names, but how can I add value? So if you think about that, a skill would be I've got to care about people. Uh, I've got to be effective at questioning and listening. I've got to uh, understand and, and care to understand what people, not only what they do, but what might they be looking for. Uh, so it's that, you know, the skill sets associated with being a good seller, business owner, uh, the ability to question, the ability to listen, to know which questions to ask. And another skill is to figure out how to communicate to those in your network what you want them telling other people about you. It's a gap I see often is that we forget to share with people how I want you, Josh, to introduce me to somebody. We just say, hey, it'd be great if you could turn me on to some leads versus saying, let me help you. Let me do some of the heavy lifting. So being willing to reach across, do some heavy lifting and say, if you are going to introduce me around, here are the people you need to be looking for. And here's what I'd like you to tell them. 
And that is a really big part. But again, it's the idea that I got to make this net work versus just have a network. Right. Well, in, in general, you know, what are or who would you say are some of the people that you, you know, should network with? Um, I, I think it, it probably if you I, I look at it like putting together a baseball team. Uh, I have what I call a hunting pack that I use to go out and look for business. We're all lone wolves, but we work together as a pack to take down big game because, you know, wolves aren't uh, usually they're not stronger than mountain lions or faster, but they have to work as a pack because of that. Right. So as we go into the market, um, what I try to do is figure out who is also who should I be networking with uh, that perhaps is trying to reach the same type of people that I am. Obviously not from a competing field as me, but who else has a relationship with the target I'm after? Who else is also calling or interested in calling on, let's say, business owners? So I look at a baseball team and say, okay, uh, in, in my world, I want to reach business owners. So on my baseball team, I need somebody that is looking out there. So I, I like to get a commercial realtor because they see things coming in the market you know, a year out. Yeah. I'd like to get uh, somebody on the financial side because they're looking, they work with people uh, and they know about their money. Um, you know, I get somebody that's on the tech side, just people from different elements. And I fill out my little wolf pack like it was a baseball team and I do it purposely. So, um, or I should say purposefully. I, I guess what I'm saying is instead of just letting it happen, I have some thought in mind and I put it up on the board and just say, who is that key position? Hmm. So it's not only the title they have, but are they the right mindset also? Do they have the same? Because there's a lot of things about people in my network that they have to have certain traits or I don't want them in the network because I can't add value for them and they can't add value for me. Right. So it's not just a collection. It's like who needs to be there? And they have certain traits that I look for. Right. So that, I was just going to ask you, I think yeah. you're going to go into it. So what are some of those traits? Well, the traits would be because the way I believe networking should work is um, not only do I want to know who you know, but I will share with you that if you're going to be in our network, the way this works, Mariel, and is you are going to introduce me to people and I will introduce you. It's not enough just to give me names and then I go bug Josh to get me some business. I want you introducing me. So that's an expectation I have. So the traits are, can you get with that expectation that we just don't swap names? I mean, at least in my network, there are certain ones that do. If you're going to be in my network, you need to make an introduction. You need to do it the way that that. And I'd like you to. So you have to be open to doing that. And I do the same for you. Secondly, if I refer you in, do you do good work? Um, you know, we've all had those situations where somebody that sells to you bugs you to get some names because he's going to get a set of steak knives or something. And so you turn some annoying salesperson on your buddies and they call you and you're like, dude, what? Who was that guy? And why <laughs> did you send him home? And you're like, well, I, I got some steak knives or something. They gave him five names. That's where I think networking gets kind of a bad connotation. So I want to say, look, the traits are you have to have the right mindset. You have to do good work. And, and then there's some other things like I like to go a little bit deeper. So if you do refer me in, um, then I will take care of your customer at a deep level. You need to trust that. And, and then perhaps I'll even agree to give your customer a good deal so that you feel good turning me on to Josh. And you make that intro and you can trust that. Our first meeting is going to be good. I'm not going to push him into things he doesn't want. When I sell him, I am going to take care of him. It's going to be tremendous value. And I will always take care of you. I'll always. So people in the network, this is a deeper thing. But that to me is what uh, personal networking is all about. And it, it's just a kind of a more evolved. It, it goes into relationship building pretty much. 
So it sounds as if the relationship is key and, and all parties have to agree that you're moving each other's businesses and relationship forward from what you're sharing with me? Yes. So can you give me an example of one of your uh, wolf pack relationships? I love the term, by the way. Uh, if you can give me an example of one of those and, and how it worked. Sure, I'll give you a great example. Um, I network uh, to business owners as being a coach uh, and trainer. So uh, I count on people in my wolf pack to have great relationships. So I have an advertising person, radio advertising. Um, and this person understands the rules, and he will introduce me uh, to his clients. And when he does, because of his diagnostic process to sell his advertising, see, it actually works all the way around because I'm also training him on how to sell. So uh, I try to get them to, to go a little bit deeper with their advertising clients besides how much money do you have. They need to know the guy's condition. And where does he want to go? What does he want to do to be a professional advertising person? So they are trained to ask questions that are going to expose a lot of things that would be perfect for a coach. So in that case, it works great because they're talking to the client. They do a diagnostic. They uncover needs. And see, that's typically where a normal advertising person, that's as far as they would go. But where it works all the way around is that person can introduce the client to say, hey, I've got somebody that I work with that I really like. He's really good. And, and you sound like you have some deeper issues than just you need more leads. You need to learn how to convert these things. Your systems are screwed up. He basically is recognizing symptoms. So the key to this is, is for me, I had to educate him not on the medicines I provide, but the symptoms he could look for. Because if a doctor talked to me and he said, hey, look for anybody that needs extra store floor flam. And I don't know what that is. But if he says, do you recognize anybody that, you know, can't walk upright and play the piano or whatever the symptoms are, I can recognize that. I can recognize that and I can turn you on. I just don't always make the connection that it goes to the extra store for a flame. So long answer to that. But the reality is it works really well for, I look at it as a triangle. It works for you as the radio seller, works for the client because he's going to get some help and, and, and I'm not going to bug him. It's going to be the right sale. And it works for me because you basically teed me up. And how, much, how many cold calls would it make take me to get in front of this guy at the right. level? See, sales, sales is like this. You start at the bottom, it's cold, and you have to go all the way up to sold. That's a long way to go. You have to develop trust. That's why cold calling is very tough. But if I can get a referral and it's network and it's teed up, that, that arrives halfway there because you've already established trust. So these things, that's where it works really well. Can you um, think of an example where it may have backfired on you? Yes, uh, a couple things. Um, when they make the introduction, and I've had this where I will introduce somebody, and the guy's just not as professional as I thought he was. And so hmm. here I uncover a need, and it's perfect. And the thing about needs sometimes when you talk to somebody, they want some answers quickly. And so I go to give the referral, and he doesn't respond quickly. Now my guy's calling me back and say, hey, did that guy ever call you? And so it looks bad all the way around. I got to call him. And in that case, it was a lawyer. And he's like, hey, you know, I got busy. I'm like, well, that's where I didn't set the expectations of what it means. I'm not going to tee you up. Or you need to tell me, look, if you tee me up with something, I am jammed. And maybe I'll go, maybe I'll, you know, adjust my expectations with a client. So in those cases, it kind of falls down. Um, and, and that's where it's been. Usually somebody didn't do a good job or uh, they were late uh, or they didn't represent me the right way. And, and so 
I think that's why this type of referral setting and introductions is is uh, more challenging than just collecting a bunch of names in a leads group because uh, it's good news, bad news. Good news is you're going to be ushered into a lot of great opportunities. It's going to be good all the way around. Bad news is you got to do some expectation setting. You got to remind people. You got to be really careful who you add to something like this uh, because it can break down. And that's what I was thinking as you were saying that early at the very beginning. You you spoke about the need to really understand that person and make sure that person is is in the same area that you are and, and you have the same mindset, same vision of moving each other's businesses forward. Yep. So if you don't have that, that's when it possibly could backfire. Yeah. So that knowing who you're working with is critical Absolutely. to this element. And it kind of goes with the second part of this, which is I like to do a lot of bartering and trade. Uh, and so within this pack, I will often trade services with whoever's in my little you know, wolf pack. I keep wanting to say rat pack, but I know you're a Frank Sinatra fan, Josh. But yes, I am. With the T-shirt. But yeah. the second point, um, the, when, you, when you're doing uh, trade deals, I, it's the same sort of thing. I need to know a lot about you uh, in order to trade services because I need to know what the value is and how good it is. So I like to do a lot of trading and I mix it in with this little networking thing. And it seems to work, but all these things can also collapse if the expectations aren't set and you clearly define what that is. Um, uh, another key, and I mentioned it earlier, but I want to reiterate, even your, I don't know if you guys notice this, but even your best friends, sometimes your family members, don't really know what you do. I mean, I've been a trainer and coach for 30 years, written five books. Uh, everybody knows what I do, but I still will have an uncle at a party who knows what I do. will say, now, what exactly do you do? And I think some of my clients say, what, what exactly do you do? Now imagine this guy turning around and introducing me. He may say, oh, I want you to talk to this guy, Greg. He's a trainer. He's pretty funny. Uh, that's how, the, so that's my brand right there, extended. Hmm. It's really helpful if you say, hey, if you are going to introduce me, I appreciate it. Let me shoot you over two bullet points and just mention this. And a little extra tip, make those bullet points about outcomes you create, not services. Because you don't want to feel like, hey, I'm turning you I'm turning this guy loose on you. You want to say, hey, I've been working with Greg. And instead of saying he does really great training programs, say he really helps uh, business owners achieve new levels of success. It makes it a lot more intriguing of a conversation than some guy's going to compound you for sales training. So right. Just a little extra tip. There. Considering, you know, where we are with with technology and how social media has become such an integral part of marketing and uh, when it comes to networking, um, would you say that considering so many businesses are using social media as a way of networking, that there, that whole face-to-face aspect is still extremely important? Yeah, I think, and the phone too, you know, it's, I come across and train a lot of young people and I think young folks are just so used to communicating uh, with handheld devices mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps they're not used to going out and forming a relationship face-to-face uh, so I think reminding not only young people, but everybody is that it's so convenient to shoot over an email or a LinkedIn request or, or whatever. And you have so much information, but if that's all you do, it just stays on the surface, you know, right. if for nothing else, call the guy and yes, you're not going to get him on the phone, leave a message and just tell him that, Hey, I sent you a LinkedIn request or, Hey, I, I noticed I, I sent you an, an in mail. Cause you know, I don't know what percentage you guys find, but 
I think we make the assumption that everybody gets their messaging or uses it. And a lot of people don't. They So you could send those over in mail and they, they just don't respond or even email. So that call is great. And then I think, though, one thing that, that we have to do with all this amazing information we have about each other is when you do set up that face-to-face, which I think you should do, you have to do that to really form deeper relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. especially what I'm talking about here, that you shouldn't arrive and not know anything about the person. I right. mean, this is a, just a pet peeve of mine. I'll have people come in my office, sellers, and they sit down and say, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, really? What do I do? I just want to open the window and throw the guy out. I mean, seriously, <laughs> what do I do? I'm not going to spend 20 minutes telling you you could easily. How much could you find out about somebody on LinkedIn? Right. So when you arrive, instead of saying, Greg, what do you do? You say, Greg, I noticed that you do these things. Get confirmation from me. Great. Uh, but you also could say, hey, I just saw that blog post you wrote, and I really love that. That's how you form relationships. So we're talking about, as you said, Mariel, deep relationship building. That's going to come from, I saw something on your site. I read a post you did. I loved it. Or I listened to that podcast segment. If somebody mentioned that they heard you on a podcast segment, you're going to see them no matter what they're selling. Just because I think we all are in this world of wanting to be heard. So we post and we podcast and we write. We just hope somebody is reading or seeing or hearing it. So if a young seller comes in and says, Greg, I read that blog post. So whether they're trying to sell me or we're going to form a relationship, I'm going to be all over that. You've already got my attention. You've already got my attention. You've got an audience. And you're also going to know a lot about me to help with that. Well, unfortunately, I mean, this has been a great podcast, but the clock on the wall is telling us that we need to wrap up. So, Greg, thank you so much for your insight on networking with clients and, you know, then that that swap that can help with both businesses. So um, I basically have a whole new outlook. And if you'd like to learn more about Greg and read some of his books, reach out to him directly. He can be reached at 720-370-6424 or you can go to his website at gregbennettsales.com. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast.